Welcome to the Side Action Podcast, the sports gambling show that covers everything in the world of sports betting from A through Z. We'll cover the four major sports as well as anything and everything in between worth some action and we'll increase the size of your bankroll. And here we go. All right, welcome to the Side Action Episode one of season six. Uh, my name is Jim Weglars, aka Wegs. You can follow me at Wegs on Twitter and on Instagram. And we've got a new guy here. Who is this guy? Nice shirt. Oh, thanks. Uh, I couldn't figure out the size almost. So, <laughs> and so we've got it situated now. But uh, no, my name is Dalton Cooper, aka Coop, um, opposite of, of the chicken, if you will. Um, but anyway. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram at Dalton Cooper uh, or Mr. Grumpy Gills is where you'll find me on Twitter as well. Grumpy uh, Gills, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Big uh, shout out to Finding Nemo, if anything. <laughs> so, uh, but I'm excited to join. Um, you know, I've followed football all my life basically, so I'm excited to have somebody that shares the same enthusiasm. Yeah. So follow us at Side Action Pod on uh, Twitter and on Instagram. So. You know, let's just talk a little bit backstory. What's Coop doing here? So, you know, one of the founders, Action, Steve Action Roberts, is not with us this season. He's had a baby, a little Leighton. He's a lot of hair, more hair than you and I combined, <laughs> by the way. Oh, my God. Um, so a couple months ago, he's taken the season off. He may pop in from here and there. We're not sure. But uh, Coop here was, you know, generous enough to jump in and take his time and you know, his rookie campaign, maybe we're going to make it happen this year. <laughs> yeah, luckily, there's not too much hazing involved. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, shout out to his wife, too, with the heartburn. That's got to be a nightmare, all that hair. That's got to be insane. But no, it's good to see that, you know, situation and everything. Yeah. Um, but no, actually, I, I moved here recently at the end of March. Um, luckily, I work remotely, so I, I was just tired. I was actually in Dayton, Ohio before. So came out and enjoyed the big city. Um, you know, I have a little bit of family here with an older sister. So... Uh, good community, a lot of good people, yourself included. So uh, it didn't. It seemed like the right thing to do at the time. Yeah, he's a, a master bowler, right? oh. <clears throat> professional, yeah. pseudo professional. Oh, okay. Then, um, <laughs> so his. So uh, we know each other because of the volleyball community, which is extensive here in Chicago. And so yeah, Steph is uh, your sis. So you know, kudos to Steph too to bringing you in and, and making things happen. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, and we'll, I'm sure more people will get to know the story as we go along. But uh, it's definitely a fun one. So, so the summer so far, it's the end of summer now. You've enjoyed your summer, your first full summer in Chicago, right? Yeah, it's, it's been full of uh, volleyball, of, um, golf. I like mm -hmm. to play a lot of golf whenever sure. I can. Uh, a couple tournaments here and there. Um, and like you said, bowling. So that's getting ready to pick up here soon. And uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of sports, as you can tell. So. You, got to play, you got one of our, our characters on the podcast is Art Primetime Murphy. You got to play a little golf at his club, right? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Art is uh, Art's a good guy, first of all. Uh, I don't think I've met a nicer human being, for sure. Yeah, he's um, the most generous man in the world. Right? Oh, man. He'd give you the shirt off his back, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. But uh, no, it was great. We got to play uh, Olympia Fields before the, the BMW Championships about a month prior. So that was cool just to see it on TV, even because it's like, oh, man, I've. I mean, I haven't been in the fairway. I was in those woods, but you know, but it was pretty cool to just to see that. Too. I've been in that creek, <laughs> for sure. And then, um, yeah. So we also played softball together this summer. He was a free oh. swinger. Unfortunately, we, we dropped it. And everybody is very concerned with the free swinger season. We did not get the back-to-back -back title, mainly because coach's decision there. So it wasn't wasn't Coop's fault. They only got him one at bat in the championship because we had ninety five people in the lineup. Now, but, um, if you ask Courtney, she would blame it on me because I'm the new person. So that's okay. <laughs> so, but uh, anyway, well, let's go over the season a little bit. We're going to do the same as before. 
you're just added to the mix. We're going to talk NFL every week for forever, and then we'll switch to college basketball later in the season, you know, probably about you know, January or so. We'll introduce that. I know you're an NFL fan, and hopefully you're a college basketball fan. Um, you know, Action and, and I will still be joining and doing the contests out in Circa. He's not going to make the trip. I'm going to be out there next week on the 6th to sign up with our proxy. That's my brother-in-law. Awesome. Uh, you know. <laughs> what a great name. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, the proxy. He'll, he'll be ready to go on the 6th. We're, this year we're going to enter both the Pick'em Contest and the Survivor Contest. So you'll get a little more Survivor content this year than, than past years, uh, you know, year over year. And then... Other than that, we'll just try to try to win you guys some money. Oh yeah, there's going to be quite a bit of DFS, I'm sure. Okay, I do enjoy I do enjoy some hearty DFS. Yeah, the man the man likes his fantasy. Too, so. <laughs> well, this is going to be a healthy episode. This is our preview episode for the NFL. We'll go over every division. We'll talk about our picks for the for the end of the year too. Uh, next week we will do Week One picks. Now, granted, we're going to record on Thursday, Thursday night game. We'll see if we can get in before that. But um, weekly content will be, you know, on the picks of the week. This one is just kind of your your intro for the year and, you know, player of the year, stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. You ready to go? Oh, yeah. I've, I've been itching for weeks. <laughs> you know me. All right. Well, let's jump into the AFC first, Coop. Um, we'll start with the AFC East. I'm just going to run down the numbers for each team, and then we can kind of dig into it, who we like. So the Bills are the favorite in the division. They also are like plus 475 odds in the AFC, which is right up there with the Chiefs, plus 900 for the Super Bowl. Then you got the Jets. Um, the Jets and Miami are pretty close, but in the AFC East, you've got, I forgot to mention, the Bills are plus 120 to win the division. The Jets are next at plus 250. They're plus 1,000 for the AFC, plus 1,600 for the Super Bowl. Then the Dolphins are, are plus 300 for the AFC East, plus 1,300 for the AFC, and plus 2,200 for the Super Bowl. Not sure how deep we want to go with the Patriots here, but they are plus 900 to win the AFC East, so definitely further down the list. So talking generally about the AFC, who do you like in this division? In that division specifically, mm-hmm. uh, I actually like I actually like the Dolphins. I'm a, I mean, I'm a Dolphins homer, but I also believe you got that, your jersey at home. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I've got plenty. So if you ever <laughs> want to borrow one, let me know. Uh, a candy ass Waka Aqua would look really good on you. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I like I like the Dolphins. Um, the biggest reason why is Big Mangio. I think okay. he makes a big difference. I mean, He's it's great. hard to argue the talent that they have. I mean, they I feel like they've always had talent. Um, that I mean, I feel like they've always been plagued with. Bad coaching and bad offensive line play for probably thirty years now. Right. So, um, you know, they probably they finally got Armstead in there last year. Hopefully, he stays healthy. If Tua obviously stays healthy, they usually are at least competitive. They, you know, last year I think they were seven and two when he played and actually finished the games. Right. So, um, you know, I think they have to be, in my opinion, the favorites. Uh, I'm not as high on the Bills as most people. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest reason why is Vaughn Miller. I think mm-hmm. him being out, um, I mean, you can look at the the splits last year, but uh, back half of the year when he missed, they were middle of the road at best when it comes to pressure rates, and yep. their their secondary is not exactly uh, what it used to be. They're mm-hmm. definitely a little you know, older in age. Mm-hmm. Um, not, you know, they could you know play at a really high level, but I think, you know, adding an extra game towards 17, that 17 game could really matter in this division. So, sure. um, 
And then obviously the Jets is, you know, that's kind of the, the star of the show this year. Yeah. I think they'll probably finish. I would pick them to finish second mm-hmm. in that division. Um, obviously Aaron Rodgers, the big question, obviously everybody keeps asking is their offensive line. Like, can right. they hold up, you know, what's going to happen? Um, the, the last preseason game, if you watch their, their right guard 68, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he, he consistently gets beat off the ball. Yeah, he's a turnstile. So, yeah, it's so it's going to be an interesting season. And obviously, like you said, the Patriots, um, you know, they have Bill Bell. Is, is, is he in the hot seat? Uh, can he be in the hot seat? Uh, One of five Super Bowls or something, right? I, I mean, it's hard to, it'd be hard to fire the GOAT, but yeah, he should as far retire. as coaches. He should retire. Well, so you wouldn't, but you wouldn't uh, bet on the, you know, them to win the division at plus three hundred, the Dolphins. No, I definitely would take them to win the division. Okay. Um, if I was going to take an under, I feel really comfortable taking the Bills under uh, I, for the wins at ten and a half. Okay, yeah, I think wins. that's. Okay. I think without Von Miller, they they could struggle at the beginning of the season. They have the Jets right out of the gate. They do. Um, you know, and I think that could expose a lot for one thing. So yeah, I mean, for me, obviously, I mean, the Bills. You, you dogged me when I put my article out on Wexpool.com about this. You know, the preview, but. I think that the Bills, Jets, and Finns are all right there. Um, I do think the Jets, I'd probably bet them the Jets to win this division at plus 250 just because that defense, I think, is a cut above the other ones. I know the Bills are supposed to bounce back, but you know, to me, the Jets' defensive line is incredible. We'll see it against the Bills on, what is that, Sunday night? Or is that Monday Night Football? So they play That's in Monday. game one, yeah, Monday yeah. Night Football. So. I think the biggest thing with the Finns, uh, or Finns up, as you guys say, <laughs> uh, is Ramsey. And he's out for many weeks, right? He doesn't start off on the season. I do think Fangio is going to make the defense better, but I don't know if I trust it. You know, come December, you know, you got to play on the road and we'll see what happens. Rams will be back by then. They got a tough test in game week one against the Chargers. So I think I would pick the Jets to win the division. I'm going to maybe change my article next week when I do the predictions, but. It's Bills and Jets for me, but Finns are going to, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, they're right there. So, no, absolutely. If you look at the strength of schedule, um, you know, they're all literally right next to each other. The Jets are 25th, the Bills mm-hmm. are 26th, um, the Dolphins are 30th, and then the Patriots have the hardest schedule at 32nd. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's going to be a bloodbath. I just, and that's why I think another big reason, on, you know, why missing Fawn Biller for four games is going to be a, a big deal at the end of the year. So that's saying that the it's reverse order. So the thirty second is the toughest. Yes. Versus the first is the yeah. easiest. Okay, gotcha. Absolutely. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so okay, and then so we talked about this already. We can get to that later. But you think that three teams from this this division can make the AFR can make the playoffs? I think so. But I think if you were going to pick a, a different division um, for three teams to come out of, I think you're talking probably the AFC North. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, good. Hey, nice segue. This guy's learning. The kids learning already. Uh, we'll go right to ASC North, and I'll, I'll lead this time. So, the Bengals. Um, I should note that they were eleven and a half wins. You know, is their predicted win total uh, plus one fifty to win the ASC North, plus five fifty in the AFC, plus one thousand win the Super Bowl. Uh, I did throw in, you know, Burrow MVP plus eight hundred, and, and Chase Offensive Player of the Year plus twelve hundred. But uh, then the Ravens at plus two twenty for the division plus 1,100 in the AFC and plus 2,000 for the Super Bowl. Then you kind of got two teams that we'll see what happens. The Browns, they're at plus uh, 375 for the division. I'll, I'll leave the other ones out, but I'll say Pittsburgh, a lot of people like Pittsburgh, plus 500 for the division, plus uh, 2,800 for the AFC, and then plus 5,000 for the Super Bowl. So for me, I'm a Bengals guy this year, and it's mainly because I think 
you know, Burroughs do. I don't know if the team, he's, he's starting off, he, I guess he's back at practice, but he had a calf strain. He's been out for a month. Um, but I think it's just, he's been so close already, and he's just one of those killers. And they also kind of a little bit of pressure because he's going to be off his rookie deal here mm -hmm. this year. So we'll see what happens. I know earlier you were on the Ravens, but I'm, I'm not a believer in the Ravens. Uh, you know, Jackson's MVP hopes are plus 1,400. But I think the Steelers are a team can, that can surprise. They don't have them in the playoffs yet. Uh, but Watt, a defensive player of the year, plus 800, I like that bet a lot too. Cleveland, even though I just picked Watson last night in a fantasy draft, <laughs> I kind of feel like they're gonna fall on their face. Uh, I, I don't know, but uh, what are your t what's your take on the AFC North? Uh, I am those people. I'm definitely the, <laughs> I am those people that that also believe in the Steelers, and it yeah. really hurts my heart to say that. Yeah, yeah. You're a Browns uh, guy. Oh no, uh, I I picked the Steelers to win this division. Okay. okay. Um, another obviously just the continuity going into year two for Kenny Pickett. Mm -hmm. um, Mike Tomlin obviously his track record speaks for itself. Never yep. having a losing season. Um, and just, I think the defense is going to be a lot better. I mean, they were nine and eight, and TJ Watt missed seven games last year. Yeah. Um, and they got off to a rough start. I think they were two and six at one point. So just, yeah. I don't see that repeating itself. And they have the seventh easiest schedule in the league this year. Okay. Um, which is by far the easiest in their division. Uh, like they, they are seventh. Um, and I think the next closest is the Ravens at 17. And then mm. you have the Browns at 19, and you have the Bengals at 21. Yeah, so there's a, first place there's a serious uh, like advantage when it comes to who they're playing and what divisions. So you um, would go over the win total 8.5. Oh, I hammer it. Hammer it. Yeah, yeah, hammer it. Um, I actually could see them as the number one seed in the AFC. Whoa, yeah. whoa. Slow I down, Cowboy. I could definitely see that happening. Um, <laughs> I, I would definitely think TJ uh, Watt is, I don't want to say a lock for defensive play. He's always going to be in the conversation. Yeah, um, but I, I do agree with you. I think the Bengals have um, kind of that underdog to where you know they have more continuity. The more you kind of lose, I feel like a little bit in the NFL, and they've done it two or three years now, where they almost kind of come closer together than most mm -hmm. teams. Um, you see that in Mixon. You know, he gives up more money on the table. Yep. Um, you know, we're going to see what happens with Burrow. That's kind of the big question. Everybody's kind of been like, why hasn't he gotten his contract? And they got right. Herbert and everybody else getting paid. Um, yeah. But I, I think it's hard to bet against Joe Burrow. It really it's, is. I mean, it, it's, it's crazy that he's going into his fourth year, uh, and we all believe like so much. And he, it's the same year as Daniel Jones, right? Or no, Daniel Jones came in a year uh, before him. I think Daniel Jones is his fifth year because they didn't pick up. Yeah, they, they didn't had pick to resign up his option. Him. Yeah, right. So it's just crazy. Like they're pretty close in, in yearage, and one is so much you know more elite than the other. Yeah, no, no, no question. Uh, but so, I, I was a big believer in the Ravens until the injury bug has gotten so what, their secondary. So you, that's your secondary. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't. So what I'll say is, you know, the Bengals, Lou Anarumo is the DC. He's an incredible defensive coordinator. I'm shocked he doesn't get another job, but maybe he just wants to win the Super Bowl with these guys. <laughs> but the Ravens, you know, look, I, they got a new guy, you know, was it Todd Munkin, who's the offensive coordinator. Yep. They're supposed to pass the ball more. I'll believe it when I see it. And, uh, I love Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, quite a bit, but maybe it's time. I mean, he's been there for 15 years or something. Him and Tomlin have been in the division forever. So just think that you start losing, you know, you kind of lose the crowd after a while when it's the same voice. And that's where I think, you know, Tomlin, he's had different cast of characters. And this is kind of a, a come-up story. He's definitely a guy in more of an underdog situation. I'm not sure if I would put them to win the division, but... I mean, a plus 500, that's a good That's a good bet. I do think they can, they'll contend for the playoffs. We'll see what happens with Kenny Pickett. He's kind of in a 
he's got to prove it here, even though he's a you know second year player. I think that they're going to see if they, if he's the guy or not. Um, yeah, well, not much talk about the Browns though. I think you should slow down on that John Harbaugh slander. <laughs> <laughs> he's arguably the second best coach of the league behind probably I, Andy Reid. I know, but I'm telling you this. We'll see. Yeah, I just think it's. Not gonna happen. What about is he nothing on the Browns? Well, so. oh, with Klima, um, I, I think I almost think Stefanski's gonna prove it here. He is. He, um, you know, they finally had an off season to where Deshaun Watson's in the building. He, yep. it's quote unquote normal as I mean as normal as it could ever be. Yeah. Um, it's just you don't hear, really hear a lot. I mean, Kareem Hunt didn't resign. They yeah. let him walk, so it's gonna be it's probably Nick a lot Chubb. of Nick Chubb. So. Mm-hmm. It, uh, I think it'd be. I think I'm, I'm curious to see if they incorporate Deshaun Watson's legs or not, because I think that's what really helped separate him in Houston. Yeah. Um, obviously, he was a completely different quarterback then. He was, you know, top five in the league at that point. Um, he had a lot of rushing yards last year, but he couldn't hit anybody. Right. So you know, I mean, Mari Cooper's there. Then people's Jones and Joku. We'll see. I just uh, I don't think they're that great in this division, but and the defense has underperformed for years. So, you, you know, Miles Garrett's on here, plus 700 for Defensive Player of the Year. I was big on him two years ago. I still think like he's a stud, but it doesn't hold up on the back end. And, you know, they've got teams like even the, these teams. you got the Ravens will run on them and the Bengals will pass on them. Can they stop? And the Steelers will just kind of grind them. But we'll see what happens. So you have the Bengals and Steelers coming out and the Ravens not making the playoffs now? No, I see them as a borderline. I think the Ravens are probably the odd man. I would so see you've got ten, got 10 teams in the playoffs here? No, just seven. Don't worry, <laughs> just seven. <laughs> but you do have the three from AFC East or no? Um, I believe I have, no, I think I have two, or uh, yeah, I might have the Jets. Yeah, the Jets, the Bills. And the Fins. And the, and the Fins, yeah. Okay, and this division, Bengals for sure, and Steelers. Oh, no, I beg your pardon. I have three from the West coming out. Two from the east and three from the west. Sorry, there's only seventeen. There is. Playoffs. There are. Yeah. So we have two from the. Yeah. There's, there's seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you've got, but from this division, which one? The Bengals and the the Bengals Steelers? and the Steelers for okay. sure. Yep. I think so the Ravens, Ravens are. Miss. I think they're the eighth team. Yep. I think okay. they're the odd man out for okay. sure. Okay. But you, it sounds like okay. We'll, we'll keep going. We'll keep going. We'll, it's not a perfect system. Okay. AFC South. Uh, Jacksonville is. Pretty heavy favorites to win the division, uh, minus 167, plus 1,300 to win the AFC, plus 2,500 to win the Super Bowl. Uh, Lawrence is plus 1,700 for the MVP. And then you've got um, the Titans. You know, this is Mike Vrabel. He's the guy. Plus 375 to win the division, plus 4,000 for the AFC. Then you got the two kind of crappy teams, the Colts at plus 650 for the division, the Texans plus 900 for the division. Both with new coaches there. Um, look, I'm going to go on a limb already. I, I probably have gotten too far on this limb about Jacksonville. And I'd be curious to see what your schedule says. But I, my bet is they went. They're the they're the one seed actually because they have such a crappy division that I see them going at least five and one, if not six and zero, oh in this division. So I think they can win 13 games and maybe get the most wins in the AFC. I did find it at Rivers. It's plus sixteen hundred to do that. Maybe not enough juice that I wanted, but um, but I've also heard a lot of things that you know they haven't improved that much, and they took a huge improvement from last year to this year. If you listen to you know Adam Chernoff, but this division sucks to me. And as Vrabel, as good as Vrabel a coach, I think he's a great coach. It's just they're declining on this team. So I can only see Jacksonville coming out of this division myself. Yeah, and they have a new GM as well. So mm-hmm. just like, you know, building that continuity and they had a 
they were kind of in cap hell, and they were they were investing a lot of money in the defensive line. They weren't even paying AJ Brown for God's sake. Yeah, they were they'd rather pay three defensive tackles. So, mm-hmm. I think a change in philosophy is always hard to go through, even sure. you know from an organizational standpoint. So there's definitely going to be growing pains. And uh, behind Tannehill, they I mean they have Malik Willis and they have uh, Will Levis. So I mean Will Levis, if he makes a team, right? <laughs> so they have. Uh, and just a lot of uncertainty. Obviously, they kind of know they have Derrick Henry. You know, he's getting older. What are they going to do outside of that? So, right. uh, but no, I, I agree with you. I I hate that. The, it almost feels bad. Like I hate that it just feels like you have to pick Jacksonville, or you're just crazy, or like you're just like, what are you doing? You're just donating money at this point. Right. Um, I do think the the Colts could could figure out. So it stinks at Jonathan Taylor. I mean, that whole situation. That I mean, I feel like it's that team. Now, yeah. I feel like that team could be. Well, I He's think. On the pop. Uh, I mean, his owner is a little uh, impulsive to say the least. Yeah, her sister. Um, but the I, I just feel like they could be a good team if they mm-hmm. had Jonathan Taylor there to help out Anthony Richardson. Just because I think that that will really help with his growth. Right. Uh, and that read option offense. I mean, they could really incorporate that and. I feel like it'd be a big difference, but obviously that's not going to happen. So, yeah. but no, I do agree with you. I think Brable's a good coach. I don't think Tennessee would ever get rid of him. I think he'd have to probably leave Tennessee at, at some point. Yeah, no, he's a um, But it's it, yeah, it's got to be Jacksonville or, or nothing, right? I mean, I don't understand. I don't, I don't see how he could take anybody else. Now, do you like Richardson and, and for the Colts? I mean, he's offensive rookie of the year numbers is plus seven hundred. He's obviously showed off on on Twitter. You know, his one legged <laughs> throws and stuff. But um, do you think he's a player, or, or what about you know the Texans have Will Anderson at plus four hundred for defensive rookie of the year? I do. I think Will Anderson would be a good bet um, as far as offensive rookie of the year. I think normally you have to go more wide receiver. I feel mm-hmm. like the I feel like the quarterbacks are gonna see so many. You just don't really see as many come in and pop. I feel like the wide receivers, a couple of them, like yeah, know, three or four backs. a year, mm-hmm. three or four year wide receivers get translated in and they make an impact. So it, I feel like it catches everybody's more of their attention and stuff like that. But the the strength of schedule, it's funny with the AFC because uh, the Colts actually have the third easiest schedule, mm-hmm. um, and then you have the Texans at nine. You have the Titans at 13, and actually Jacksonville's at 15. So mm-hmm. obviously them finishing first last year, you play a first place schedule. Right. Um, so that's I mean that's the only thing that you could maybe argue with, you know, betting your your win totals or if you wanted to hedge against Jacksonville. I mean, I feel like you have to look at who they're playing. Yeah, I mean nine and a half is a pretty low win total for them. I could just take it easy and do nine and a half, <laughs> and get over that, and put a little extra money on it versus trying to get the plus money. So. Um, well, let's talk about the AFC West. So we've got one one team out of that. That's easy, right? So the AFC West, we've got obviously the Chiefs, the champs, you know, coming back. They're 11 and a half win total, which is the highest amongst, you know, obviously talked about it. I think it was the Bengals, the other team. They're minus 182 to win the AFC West, plus 340 to win the AFC, plus 600 to win the Super Bowl, which is the shortest odds. Uh, Mahomes MVP at plus 650. That'd be a you know, repeat for him. The Chargers are next at plus 325 for the AFC West, plus 1,300 for the AFC, and plus 2,500 for the Super Bowl. Uh, Denver's a bit of a long shot, but some people like them. Plus 600 on the AFC West, plus 2,800 for the AFC, and plus 5,000 for the Super Bowl. And then, I'm sorry, the proxy, you don't know the proxy, he lives in Vegas, he's adopted the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders, the lowly six and a half win total, plus 1,500 to win the AFC. Uh, Dave, just so you know, they're plus 8,000 to win the Super Bowl. I'm sure you want to put that in when we go to Circa <laughs> next week. So, um, you know, we all know the Chiefs. They're great. They're going to make the playoffs. Can the Chargers or, or Broncos take them down in this division? Yes. 
Okay. I have the Chargers winning this division. Wow. I actually have the yeah the Chargers are going to beat them. I think okay. adding um, from Dallas I'm, like uh, Kellen Moore. I think adding Kellen, Kellen Moore is going to. I think it's going to be. I mean they were top five. The Cowboys were top five offense the three years he was there. I mean he makes Dak Prescott, which some people argue he's top ten. Yeah. You know I think he's probably right there between ten and fourteen. Right. Um, but I I think he's going to make a big difference for Justin Herbert. Um, the health bug has always seemed to plague this organization always. for some reason. So at no some question. point they have to be due, in yeah. my opinion. Um, but I, yeah, I see three teams coming out. I think Sean Payton being in Denver makes a huge difference. They were talking about um, how they do their cuts in Denver this year. Mm-hmm. They cut ever. They literally cut all twenty-five guys at the same time. Usually, if you watch teams, they'll you know <laughs> yeah, they'll drop two stages. or three guys every week or whatever. Um, but the the, <laughs> the Broncos decided to cut everybody at the very end which a lot of uh, beat writers were talking about on Twitter. It's just an interesting strategy by Sean Payton. So I think if anything, they'll be mentally different. And I think that's going to be a huge deal for, from the player's standpoint, there's going to be a lot more buy-in. Russell Wilson looks a little bit more like he's taking it, mm-hmm. um, you know, a little more serious or just has more, you know, more <laughs> smart. He's expecting another baby, by the way. Oh man. Well, you know, he's doing it in the off season. <laughs> well, uh, well. Wait, just so you know, Sierra has never come on the podcast, but she's always invited. No, <laughs> fair enough. That's an open invitation. That's <laughs> right, fair. Right, exactly. Uh, but no, I have the, like I said, I had the charger. I, Herbert is my MVP this year. Okay. And I think he's going to make, like I said, he's, he's a, plus 1,200. Yeah, that. absolutely. And adding uh, Quentin Johnston um, from TCU, a lot of B writers on Twitter have been raving about him in camp. Uh, you know, they so much that they even often, they were talking about trading Keenan Allen in the offseason. So. Yeah. Um, he's, I, he's over 30 now. So. Yeah, and there, I mean, I just think there's a plethora of talent. They still have Eckler. I mean, he may not be happy, but he's he's showing up, and that you know that's more than some of the other running backs are doing. So, yeah, I mean, look, it's hard for me. I, listen back to past podcast seasons. Actually, I love the Chargers. Every year, every, we love every, the goddamn Chargers. Everybody loves the Chargers. Chargers are going to charge her, man. These guys, I can't trust them, and I think it's Staley. I think he's a terrible coach. So. The joystick's out there, sure, maybe the offense is better. But when it comes to game decisions late in the game, blowing games, which they've done so many times, that defense wasn't that great last year. Yeah. They gotta improve. I don't I love the Chargers too. I'm a Charger guy. But I you know, early when I did my predictions, I was over the Broncos, not unlike yourself. At this moment, I think I have the Chargers out of the playoffs and I have Denver in, which I'm not sure if I'm gonna keep that in my final. I'm gonna go through it again, but um I still have the Chiefs winning the division. This team has won, what, eight straight or something like that? I don't see that changing unless there's – now, we, did, we didn't talk about the holdout for Chris Jones for, for the Chiefs. How relevant is that? He, he, he said he'll wait all the way out to week eight. I don't think it's going to get that far. But, you know, when they start playing the big boys, they're going to need that guy. So Yes, and if they miss him half the season, I feel like that could be a big difference in them winning the division and them being a wild card team. Yeah. You know the the Achilles heel for like you said the the Chargers have been that defense so they know they're gonna be able to feast but you know not getting any kind of pressure sustained and they're still young I mean a lot they had the most their most rookies played you know take snaps last year for that you know for that offense and defense for the whole team so yeah. they're still kind of young they're in year two they lost uh, Eric Bieniemy to mm-hmm. the the Commanders. Yep. Um, how much of a difference is that really going to make? You know, we'll find out. Obviously, it's Nagy. You know, he was a great, great <laughs> coach for the Bears. You know, he's going to be him. We yeah. know that for sure. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, okay, so to review your playoff teams, because you've been all over the place here, buddy. You got the Steelers, the Jags, the Chargers, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, 
How many teams you got in there? Seven. Two, the Steelers, Jags, five, Chargers, six. Dolphins, okay. Chiefs, Bengals, So you don't Jets. have the Bills in there? No, I do not. So you have the Jets and the, and the uh, Dolphins in, that, in the AFC East. Okay, Steelers and, and Bengals. And your one seed is the Steelers? Yeah, I do. I see them as the one seed. I think, like I said, they have yeah. they have such a schedule advantage. Yeah. Um, like I said, their defense is for real. We always know they're going to play defense. Um, and I, if I remember correctly, they I think the last couple, like last three games, they play warm weather teams in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's definitely going to be an advantage there. Okay, we, we differ significantly, which is okay. Uh, that's what we're here for. I've got the Chiefs, the one seed, Jags at two. Even though I'll make the bet on the Jags. Cincinnati three, Buffalo four, Miami five, the Jets six, and Denver seven. So I don't know the Chargers. You know I want them to do it. I'll root for them if they make the playoffs. But we'll see. It's a the AFC is loaded. There's no comparison between the, the conferences this year. The AFC is way better than the NFC. So we'll see what happens there. Um, so we will get to the playoffs in a minute. Um, let's just go into the NFC now. We can do the whole playoff run if you'd like. Uh, in the NFC East, you got the Eagles, obviously defending NFC champs. Most of my company roots for this team, so I can't speak that badly of them. They also have predicted 11 and a half wins. They're minus 125 favorites for the NFC East, plus 300 for the NFC, which is the favorite, plus 700 for the Super Bowl, which is really the second favorite, more or less. Hurts MVP, plus 1100. They've got Jalen Carter at plus 800 for the defensive player, rookie of the year. But I don't want to count out Nolan Smith. He's also awesome at plus 1,100. The Cowboys are next, plus 190 for the NFC East, plus 650 for the NFC, and plus 1,500 for the Super Bowl. Then you got the Giants and Commanders. The Giants are at plus 750 for the division. I don't think they're going to win the NFC. The Commanders at plus 1,300 to win the division. And they have six and a half wins, so that's pretty low. It's the lowest win total of this group. What do you say about the NFC East? Uh, I actually like the over total for Washington. Okay. I think Sam yeah. Howell looks a lot more competent. He's definitely got somebody in there that's been proven. I mean, with Eric, like we just mentioned Eric Bannemi a minute ago. Yeah. Um, and he was really not that bad at North Carolina. He just he, he lost a star running back, I think, his senior, uh, his junior year starting. And then obviously uh, he went to the NFL. Uh, yeah. Devontae Williams, I sure. think. Um, but. Uh, I, I think that's a nice win total that you can get some value out of. I really do like the Giants. I mean, everybody hates Daniel Jones for some reason, but I really think adding Darren Waller um, to that offense, they have, in my opinion, the best coach in this division by far Okay. Uh, with Dayball. And I think he, he can figure, if you give him a schematic advantage by having you know a three wide receiver sets and being able to spread out Waller, um, similar to how Reed does with Kelsey, yeah. um, I think that can add a, a, you know, obviously he's, what, I think last year he threw the ball less and it was his highest passer rating ever. Yeah. Um, so I think they can, you know, I think they can improve on that. They have a really good defense. They, mm-hmm. you know, obviously Dallas probably has quote unquote the best defense in this division just because of Parsons. Yeah. Um, but I'm not as high on the Cowboys and the reason why is just the depth. I feel like the only constant in the NFL is injuries. Um, and every team struggles with them every year. And I feel like if they have one or two specific injuries, whether it's the offensive line, um, you know, or God forbid Parsons were to, you know, do anything with a hamstring or just mm-hmm. something, what they, I feel like it would really make a big impact on them. Right. Um, and I obviously adding Trey Lance is not really going to do anything now, no. but I, I think, uh, you know, the, da- the media in Dallas is always going to find something to keep the narrative going all year. Um, and obviously you have the Eagles. Uh, I wouldn't, I would, I'd probably take their under at 11 and a half just yeah, because uh, they got a whole new coaching regime mm-hmm. on the offensive side of the ball. Um, so just, you know, the continuity is obviously in question. 
But uh, who do you who would you go with here? Well, I mean, I uh, first of all, this is going to be li- uh, you know we're taping live. Of course, my daughter forgot her keys, so I'm going to have to go buzz her in in a oh, second. Nice. Just to, when I walk off the camera. Uh, but secondly, look, I I don't I think it's hard to repeat. You know, when you're the loser of the Super Bowl, it's hard to get back there, right? Yes. It's it's very hard. Um, you've seen it time and time again, even though the Bengals were like really close to making it last year. So the Eagles, as good as they are, and they I think they reloaded the draft pretty good, they're still going to be right there with this division. I do think Dallas, I've got Dallas winning the division, but it's mainly just because I think they have value. I like their defense too. I'm against you on the Giants there, buddy. I, I think <laughs> that they had so much luck. They came back in so many games. It's not going to happen again. Now, as much as Dave, I think, is a great coach, I don't think they can do it, man. Um, so I, I'm not under the seven and a half. I think the win total is fine, eight, nine wins. But yeah. in order to win, they're probably going to have to be nine to ten wins, and I don't think they're going to get there. A little bit tougher schedule. I, I'm not against you on the commanders over the six and a half. I think it's a low total, and you're right. Sam Howells looked better than expected. I do think that Rivera's on the hot seat. He's like the new Jeff Fisher. He's like Mr. <laughs> 500 now. Yeah. And even if they go 7 and 10 or whatever they'll do, he probably should get, get fired. Yeah. Um, Jahan so, Dotson, too. That's oh, like a pop him. player this year. I, I, like you could, I, I think you could probably get him at a really long prop for yeah. player of the year, offensive player of the year. Yeah. I don't know if I'd go that far, but... Uh, that's definitely a sleeper in fantasy or anything like that. And I, and with that, with the NFC East, ironically enough, the um, the Eagles have the tenth easiest schedule this year. Um, so that would actually favor, I guess, your your pick of of them doing well again. Um, and then you also have the Giants at twelve. Um, you have the Cowboys at fourteen, um, and then you have the Commanders at twenty four. So the Commanders with the you know, they, they by far have the biggest disadvantage when it comes to having the schedule on their side. Um, so I guess maybe that six and a half is maybe looking like a fair number. So Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. When you go through the divisions, let me look at what I have. I still got to do the whole season again, but Washington, I got three wins. I'm probably a little harsh on them because that was before I thought Howell was going to be terrible. But yeah, I mean, we'll see. The Giants are right at that number. So we'll see. I, I think you're... I would actually think that Washington might be a good bet on team this year because they're going to be underrated. Now, granted, they're playing Arizona in week one, so we talk about Survivor. We'll see if that's one of the teams next week. But um, but let's move on. But you have the Giants and the Eagles in and the Cowboys out. The Cowboys and you get three out. Teams. Yeah, okay. I've got the Cowboys out. I think, I think he's going on a limb eighth. over here. I think they're the eighth. But then uh, also with the Commanders, they didn't pick up Chase, Chase Young's option, which I yeah. think is interesting. So it will be interesting to see he's how well – if he is motivated to play well or if he's not, I think he could be a big difference player. Yeah, too. I agree. Let's go to the NFC North. This is my beloved division. You know, <laughs> you have your, your Dolphins and stuff. But Detroit is a favorite here, which is crazy. When's the last time you said that? Um, they have a 9.5 yeah. win total. Plus 135 for the NFC North. Plus 900 for the NFC. Plus 2200 for the Super Bowl. Um, okay, we've got Jameer Gibbs at... Uh, Plus 800 for the Offensive Rookie of the Year, you know, votes. I got him on one of the fantasy teams last night. Okay. Minnesota comes in at a plus 275 for the division, plus 1600 for the NFC. I don't, I don't want to worry about the Super Bowl. I ain't going to win. <laughs> but Jefferson, Offensive Player of the Year, which he won last year, I believe, at plus 1200. So, you know, we'll see. Then you've got Green Bay Packers, plus 375 for the division, and the Bears at plus 425 for the division. Both of those teams are at seven and a half wins, and they play in week one. Um, 
you know, the Bears, I'm a Bears guy. You probably know that. It's been tough. I do like the rebuild, but I think the steam's a little bit too big on this team. Seven and a half wins is right where it should be, seven to eight wins. So I'm not going to get too excited. But I, before we get into the, the, the better teams, what do you think about the Packers? you got Jordan Love in there. Obviously, they lost Rodgers. Huge, you know, LaFleur's actually got a coach this year. Um, a lot of people, I'm down on them. I'm pretty down on them, but I've heard a lot of people saying this is a team that people are underestimating and they like over the win total of seven and a half, which seems crazy to me. I, I honestly think it's a fair number. And I, at first I was with you. I was like, the Jordan, you know, we're not hearing anything about Jordan Love, but then I thought about it more and more and you watch their preseason tape. Mm. He's going to be the one young quote unquote quarterback that's going to have the best offensive line. Mm-hmm. So I, I think if he could just be competent, they should, they got a good enough defense, obviously going to Lambeau and any time after November is not fun for anybody, right. including the Packers. Right. Um, so it's just, you know, it's more that home field advantage. I can see them with their run game. They can control the clock and they can definitely probably, I could see them at 500 or like right there, nine and eight, eight, nine, they're going to be right there. Um, but I don't, I don't know how long they're going to want that. And we're going to see if Jordan Love can can handle it. I, I think he's probably middle of the road somewhere just because yeah. you don't hear anybody raving about him in camp. You don't see any crazy like videos or crazy right. takes or anything like that. But uh, I think the coach of the year is in this division. I really oh, do. I know, yeah. you, you, I, know you, I know you're coach of the year. Yeah. So <laughs> when we get to that, um, I also think like the Giants, the Vikings had – the luck factor. They came back in like six or seven games. They, you know, we obviously know the Colts game was ridiculous. They came back from whatever, 31 or 32 down or something. Yep. But they're a team, even though Kirk Cousins is a pretty good ball player and they've got a good offense, the defense has really struggled. They may have changed coordinators, but it doesn't change personnel. So I'm not down on the eight and a half. I think it's probably right in. It's already baked into that number, but I have them missing playoffs for sure. And then, um, I I shouldn't say for sure, but I think so, yeah. I could see them shipping Kirk Cousins in the middle of the season, though. Yeah? I I mean, there's been a lot of speculation on what they're going to do with him in the offseason anyway. Is he on a one-year or is this his last year? This is his last year. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't don't like them. They were 12-0 in one-score games last year. That's obviously not going to happen. and their defense is horrendous. I mean, Terrible. they were arguably one of they were the worst defense statistically last year, right there, obviously with the Lions. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they're I I'm down on them. They're, like I said, they got jo- they got Jefferson. I mean, mm-hmm. he's unbelievable. Um, he's un- he's un- but yeah, I could definitely see them. I'm with you. I would I would take their under, but I feel like eight and a half's right at that number. Yeah, they're it's definitely going to be negative. There's going to be just like the Packers, in my opinion. So yeah. to miss the playoffs might be a good bet. But okay, let's get back to the Lions. So it looks like you're on board with them winning the division if you have, you know, your guy, you know, Mr. Campbell being coach of the year, <laughs> which is, hey, good for you. Go out on a limb. I like this team. I was pretty pro like them in the Super Bowl because, you know, they play in a pretty weak division this year. But I don't know. I've kind of I've backpedaled a little bit on that, mainly because I do like some other teams in the NFC North. But the reason why I did that is that when you look at it, Philly and Dallas have to butt heads, and San Francisco, as good as they are, I don't really trust Brock Purdy. So the Lions have an easier path to win the division. So and that gets you a home field game and so on. But plus twenty two hundred is a good number for the Super Bowl. But you can always hedge at the last minute. But I think I'm a little bit too in that you know the action or, or <laughs> you know esteemed performer host here. He's now a Lions guy, even though he was a Colts guy before. So I'm sure he's got his jersey and he's all over <laughs> this team. But uh, but do you, you have the Lions only in this division then? 
Yeah, I have the, uh, and I, I actually am a little higher on the Bears. I think I had the Bears squeaking in at seven just because they have the schedule falls oh, in their the favor. In there, huh? uh, the schedule really falls in their favor. Um, the Lions as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Lions have arguably one of the top offensive lines oh, in yeah. the NFC North, yeah. or not even the NFC North, just in the NFC in general. Yeah. Um, and that's always crucial, when you're, especially when you're playing a higher level competition. Um, yeah, no. Dan Tara is going to win coach. Of the Are you year. playing to the crowd here, the Bears fans? Here, <laughs> no. You know, the, the legions the, uh, of fans that we have in this podcast are Bears fans. So. I mean, I have gotten a little bit with the uh, with the crave, if you will, with the crowd. Uh, but they do have the easiest schedule by, in that division by far. They have the sixth easiest schedule in the league, mm. um, and then the next easiest schedule in the NFC North is the Lions at 18th, and then you okay. have the Vikings at 27. Mm. And you have the excuse me, you have the Packers at eleven. Okay. So, yeah, so um, the Packers are right there, I guess, with the easy. But the Bears have a significantly easier advantage in the schedule. They got to get off to a good start, starting against the Pack in Week One. Um, but we'll see. I mean, the teardown and obviously Fields. They went with him. They obviously didn't trade trade him away. They traded the pick away. We'll see. I mean, I'm hoping for it, of course, but you know, I bet with my my head on my heart. So. <laughs> well, we're gonna see how the defense is too, because they, yeah, huh? okay. they were pretty bad after. They were pretty bad after Waquan Smith got traded oh, away, but he's terrible. he's he's really good. But hopefully, like a you know, little bit of draft reload and yeah. like I said, schedule, schedule favorency. And I think they were plus ten in like days at like advantage of rest days. Okay. So they were getting a pretty good advantage that way too hmm. against their opponents. Well, let's go NFC South now. Uh, you know, we differ vastly here, but we got the Saints are right now the you know division you know favorite plus one twenty five for the South, plus thirteen hundred for the NFC, plus thirty three hundred for the Super Bowl. My darling Falcons, who are you know getting some buzz, plus two hundred for the NFC South, plus twenty two hundred for the NFC Super Bowl is probably not in the cards there. Uh, they've got Bijan Robinson, offensive rookie of the year. He's the short favorite at plus three hundred. Uh, then you got the two teams that, you know, we'll see what happens. The Panthers, uh, seven and a half wins, plus 400 in the division. Tampa, six and a half wins, plus 800 in the division. So, I don't know. You got Bryce Young, who's the you know, offensive rookie of the year, plus 450. I, I, I mean, I've heard he's doing okay, but, you know, he's it's going to be a rough year for him, I think. And Tampa, I mean, the legend of Baker Mayfield continues, but that team's going to be bad. Uh, so, I don't want to throw them out completely unless you have some feelings on that. I go under the the Bucks total actually. Uh, Carolina, eh, it's probably under that too. But they're right in that middle middle range, six or seven wins. What do you think about those two teams before we go with the favorites? I actually, I would. I'm a little higher on the Bucks. Just I think that wide receiver core is really, their defense sure. is already good. They've got you know, some some you know they've got old guys. <laughs> But they're experienced. They can. I feel like they can teach people. You know, defense. I feel like it's, they keep up quicker than offense. It's much easier to teach defense when it goes through training camp and getting okay. those people, those players, up to speed than it is teaching offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like a lot of other people, I'm sure, that actually play the game might back that up. But uh, I think that transition is going to be in their favor. Obviously, having Baker Mayfield, I think, at least gives them. Stability to say the least. If they can yeah. keep him upright, I mean, he threw 27 touchdowns his rookie year for, for Cleveland, um, which is basically what Tampa of the North, I would say. So, <laughs> they um, have a Super Bowl, though. They, they, they do. They do. They do have a Super Bowl. Um, they have the 23rd hardest schedule, so obviously that's not in their favor. 
Uh, but they do play in a really bad division. I can see them beating every team other than the Saints. Both, you know, maybe split with the Saints. If they do that, then they could. I mean, they could squeak into the playoffs. But okay. you had to be high on them. So but, what's your? So what's your? And I know we'll talk about this later. But what is your? What is your fascination with the Saints here? What, why do you think they're going to be so good? Uh, well, first they have the second easiest schedule. Because okay. um, the division stinks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the last five games of the season, they're they're playing in a dome, whether it's on the mm-hmm. road or at home. That helps. Um, so I think that's going to be a huge advantage for them. Uh, my biggest question mark with them, honestly, is Dennis Allen. Like, yeah, can he actually coach? coach. Um, well, we're going to find out if he <laughs> if he can or can't coach. Um, you know, some people would argue quarterback play hinders that quite a bit because sure. their defenses have always been great, and he's known for his defensive prowess. Sure. So at least he can coach his side of the ball. It seems to at least work that way. Um, but I think Derek Carr is – he could be your comeback player of the year. I think That's the way – That's also the proxy's favorite um, quarterback. Yeah, I get – well, the Raiders, right? That loyalty. <laughs> right. Um, but, no, absolutely. I think he – I'm really big on him. They're going to play in a dome, like I said, almost half the season in mm-hmm. a row consecutively. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, I mean, you, Ed, you're going to get Alvin Kamara back too, you know, three games in. So he should be nice and fresh. Michael, you know, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. I mean, if, he's the ghost of Michael Thomas is back. But when he's on the field, he produces. I mean, even in the three games he had last year, I think he had four touchdowns. So, yeah. I mean, when he's on the field, he does produce, even though okay. he may have a, a, a poor attitude or whatever the case may be. Um, but, no, I mean, they, Jimmy Graham is back. I mean, come on. How could you not be excited about if that? If this was like six years ago, I'd be excited about this team. Um, look. I got him in the playoffs currently. I'm going to re- redo my, my pick by pick by next week. We'll see. I just I just don't trust. I don't think Carr's that great. I don't trust Allen. I think their defense is aging. This is not the team to back in my mind, even though I understand why, where you're coming from. My team is the Falcons, and I'll tell you why. Younger team, you know, obviously Arthur Smith, definite. You know, like He's got a system. He's going to run the damn ball. Ritter, yeah, a little bit questionable at quarterback. But they've got weapons, dude. I mean, they've got the guys. They've got Drake London. They've got Pitts if they ever throw him the ball. Yeah. they got Bijan. Algiers pretty good behind him, too. It's really just the defense. Are they going to be terrible like they were last year? But if they can control the clock, I mean, it's, it's Titans further south, you know. So yeah. I do like them for this division. I haven't bet the plus 200, but I probably will. Um, I don't think I'd go much further than that because I think they're going to get outclassed and the rest of it. But... Because you have the fa- you have the Saints pretty high in the I do. Points. I have them as number one seed. Yeah, that's, I, I that's see a lot. them. That's I, a lot, buddy. I think their home field advantage is also a big deal. I think outside of Arrowhead, they have probably the best home field. Maybe Seattle is oh, up yeah, there, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I th- I think there's a lot to prove in that. And I think in that locker room, I think okay. like as an organization, I feel like they have a lot to prove, and they kind of quote unquote went all in in the New Orleans sense, like. For an organization, they really don't roll the dice too much, other than maybe Bounty Gate, but yeah. that's neither here nor there. Right. Um, but it feels it feels like they're due as an organization. They've been kind of down. They were due, but they had a great quarterback. Derek Carr is not a great quarterback. I, from a statistic standpoint, I would disagree. <laughs> I feel like he's much more competent than what you give him credit for. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll be talking about that all season. I'm yes. gonna keep bringing it up when he stinks. <laughs> that's fine. All and right. when he's six and zero, we'll <laughs> right. never hear the end of it. All right, NFC West, last division here to preview. We've got the 49ers, of course. Uh, they're 10.5 wins predicted, minus 190 for the NFC West, heavy favorite, plus 400 for the NFC, plus 1,000 for the Super Bowl. Uh, McCaffrey, Offensive Player of the Year, plus 1,500, and Bosa for the Defensive Player of the Year, plus 900. I didn't put Brock, Brock Purdy for MVP or pre want that. Um, oh, so, some Steve. <laughs> it's Tommy Dahl. That's insane. Seattle uh, Seahawks, 
come in next, plus 230 in the division, plus 1,400 in the NFC. Um, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, who's a little bit banged up, is plus 1,100 for the rookie offensive player of the year for the rookie. Uh, the Rams come in at plus 1,000 for the NFC West. I don't even want to talk about the rest. And Arizona, four and a half wins, plus 2,500 for the NFC West. Do you read that carefully? That's the worst division odds of anybody we've seen all yet so far. Arizona is supposedly in tank mode, which we can talk about that first. Do you think a four and a half wins is maybe it's generous because I think I met him for one or two. Who's their quarterback? <laughs> Josh Dobbs, I believe. They haven't named one because it's a competitive <laughs> advantage. Remember? That's right. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. So, you know, that's another thing. They got Gannon right as the coach, uh, Jonathan Gannon, I think. So, they're a tank job, but how much of a tank job? I mean, do you think that Kyler Murray even plays this year? Do you oh, think? No. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't. I don't. What's the point? I mean, they're they obviously. It's pretty apparent what they're going to do. There's the no Caleb point of sweepstakes. There's no point of putting Kyler Murray on the field to risk injury anymore, just because they're hoping. I think if anything, they're hoping to get a first round pick for Kyler Murray. But is it going to be? So I don't know. It was two years. I think it was three seasons ago. You had Miami when they were supposed to be tanking. And you remember, you know, this was all a big deal with you know, Flores, Flores, right? Yeah, this Flores is uh, where sure. he won like five games down the stretch, and he beat the win total. Like yeah. I remember betting against them, <laughs> and it was like four and a half, same thing. And he won his last like three or four games or something, and he got over the win total. That's the danger in betting the win total here. Um, the, the big difference in that though is Brian Flores was experienced. They have mm -hmm. the youngest coaching staff in the NFL by okay. a wide margin. It's a first year play caller, first year offensive coordinator, first year every, oh basically everything. Yeah. So I feel like the uh, they've set this up. It's almost like major league. They set yeah, this they, up. They perfectly. gave me a call to get yeah. <laughs> so take the offer. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Taylor, right? right. Uh, but no, I, it's definitely uh, it's gonna be interesting. Do they take after after Caleb Williams? Do they go, you know, with Marvin Harrison? Do they get a, that high of a first round we'll pick? See. Yeah, we'll it's see gonna be interesting. Because the thing about it is, Kyler Murray's contract is around their neck. They still gotta pay him. Nobody's gonna trade for that contract. I mean, we'll see. I don't. I don't think know. So. I think you'd be surprised. It's a lot with, with the value and the the cap's always gonna go up. They're making so much money with expansion, mm -hmm. international, all that kind of. I think it'd be interesting to see. I think it's gonna be the story all year long. If mm -hmm. if they do surprise people, what happens? Like you're to your point, if it blows up, that's gonna be even more interesting to see. Now, I don't want to skip the Rams necessarily, but it is crazy that a year ago they were the defending champs, and obviously they fell apart. Um, they really only have Stafford, Cup, and Donald on that team. Everybody's kind of crappy, but uh, I don't know if you have any words on that. But I, I think it comes down to two-horse race. San Francisco should win the division as they have minus 190, but had a lot of pundits say that Seattle's going to win this division at, at plus 230, and be, you know they're a young team. Pete Carroll, the oldest coach, acts like a young guy, like me at the club, you know, how it goes. Um, <laughs> chewing gum, keeping the jaw, yeah, gum, keeping the jaw nice and tight. Chew gum and, and dance around at, at practices. Um, do you think Seattle can take take down the 49ers in the division? I do, and I think the biggest reason You're why... You're Captain Underdog. We're going to get shirt. Well, <laughs> I think when I looked... From a talent standpoint, it's hard to argue. And strength of schedule, they're literally right next to each other, I believe. Mm -hmm. The Seahawks are eight. Um, and the Niners are fourth. So they're not too far apart. Mm -hmm. um, from the Rams' perspective, you forgot Van Jefferson. He's not oh, bad. Uh, sure. But I almost forgot. I wasn't kind of listening. I was on my phone. I was, <laughs> we were having a hard time connecting. So, um, But obviously, Sean McVay. I'm, I'm curious to see how long he waits that out because 
hedging the future for one year that that rooster is going to come home at oh, some yeah. point so oh, yeah. um but no I, I definitely like the seahawks i mean they already have lockett and metcalf mm-hmm. getting uh jackson smith and jigba uh you could probably get better odds on him now with him being out there. I, I still think you could you could take that bet and feel mm-hmm. i don't want to say comfortable but you know you would feel a little more about the captain underdog if anything so you think geno smith wasn't just a, a flash in the pan like a shocking development last year that, that he's going to actually play that level again I think, in, I, if anything, he's got stability around him. I mean, Pete Carroll in, in that organization of Seattle at least has been, for the most part, pretty stable. I, I mean, the Russell Wilson thing, but you could argue that's more Russell than the organization. Sure. Um, but they felt comfortable enough as an organization to move on from him and make that questionable decision because everybody at the time thought, what the world are they doing? Like, this is a guy that took two Super Bowls and basically should have been back-to-back champions. But. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a big deal. You know, like I said, he had Tommy John surgery. Usually that's a whole year for a major league pitcher. And he's back, what, five months, yeah. six months, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, which I, I'd i love to hear the medical behind that. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Oh, I, just, ever... I don't know if even if he had his original, you know, ligament, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not buying into Purdy. I'm sorry. I, and I think that he played great. I, I'm, I'm happy that he did it. The league is going to catch up a little bit. And in the end, I don't think you can win a Super Bowl with him. And when they win, when they, if they win the Super Bowl in February, good for you, tip of the cap. But I don't think it's going to happen against the Burroughs, the Mahomeses, or even the Hurts, or you know, I don't know about Dak, but but you know what I mean. Like he's just, it's he was Mr. Irrelevant for a reason. I know he's got experience and he's got moxie, but in the end, you've got to be able to play the position. And we'll see what happens. I think they're still going to be. Like you said, strength of schedule is pretty low compared to those other guys, the, yeah. the division leaders. So they can still win the division, or they can. I have them as a one seed. I guess we'll roll into that. Well, then they're gonna. They have the best coach, obviously, in that division. Yeah. Um. You know, by far. But then I wouldn't be shocked at some point if Sam Donald was their starter, whether it be through oh, sure. injury or he's had arguably the best camp out of a lot of the quarterbacks that have obviously moved homes and all that kind of stuff like yeah. that. But. Um, the flip game in that they play the AFC North this year and the 49ers actually have the Bengals at home and Seattle goes mm. to Cincinnati. So if okay. anything, if that division is close to the end of the year, I think that could, could be a deciding. I think that might be a tough game for uh, for the deciding factor. Okay. Well, let's go over quickly in the playoffs. We're going to try to keep it. We're almost at an hour already. But uh, so you've got your playoff teams are, this is the seeding, right? One seed yep. Steelers, huh? Yeah. So the AFC, I've got the, the Steelers, the Jags as the mm-hmm. two seed. The Chargers are three. The Dolphins are four. Uh, the Chiefs are a wild card team. The Bengals are a wild, a wild card team. And then I have the Jets as the, the last wild card team. Okay. For me, I've got, as of today, we'll redo it. But KC at the one, Jacksonville two, Bengals three, Buffalo four, Miami five, Jets six, the only AFC teams. AFC East, and then the, I do have Denver right now. We'll see if that changes at the seven. So I know the Steelers, they're really going to be close with the, the you know the Broncos to me as that seventh team, but not too far off. It looks like the Chargers, I mean, you've obviously got the Steelers way up there. I don't know if I can buy into that per se, but we're not too far off. It's a couple of teams. And then you have coming out of the AFC, you've got, you, you switched to the Bengals. I did. Yeah, the AFC, I, I had the Bengals coming out. Um, I think I had them playing the Jets in the AFC championship yeah, game, the way the bracket was coming down. Mm-hmm. So, um, like we kind of touched on before, I think it's, it's you know, it's that year. It's that continuity year. I feel like a lot of it's going to come down to it because after this year, you're going to have to start paying everybody, which means yep. you're going to have to start moving on. And um, obviously, if they win the Super Bowl, you know, they'll have coaches and everything else move on. But I think it's, I definitely think it's the Bengals year. Yeah, me too. I got them beating the Kansas City this time. Uh, they obviously, 
They've beaten them before. I mean, they've beaten them most of the times they play Kansas City, but still going to be an epic battle. I, I, you know, would love to watch it again, and I think the NFL watched. Not that it's rigged. I'm not saying it's rigged, Coop, but I think to me, I think it's going to come down to the two best quarterbacks again. It's Burrow and Mahomes, but this time I think. Burrow's going to take him out. So, and, and to your point, we have to have as many pregame Joe Burrow outfits as we possibly can fit <laughs> in the season. So, I, do you yeah. have any of those? You know, the, uh, the tiger stripes. Or? Man, I do have his jersey. Okay, I, I might start investing. Yeah, yeah. We've definitely got some of the pants. The do you have the glasses? Pants. Oh the... no, that I'm, I don't have that kind of. I don't have that kind of street cred <laughs> like that man. No, he's got to hit the thrift shop. <laughs> he's got the designer ones. You get the thrift ones. All right, in the NFC, go ahead, go over your NFC. Yeah, he's a rich man's uh, Macklemore. That's what Joe Burrow <laughs> is. Yeah. So the uh, the NFC teams, I have I have the Saints as the one seed, the Eagles as the two. Uh, like I said, I have the Seahawks winning the NFC West at three. The Lions are going to be fourth. Uh, the 49ers, the Giants, and the Bears are my wild card teams. The Bears, Dub Bears. Yeah, we're going to oh. be eating pole sausage, you know, pole sausage and on wild card weekend, baby. <laughs> Yeah. All right, I got the Niners at one, uh, Dallas at two, Detroit at three, Atlanta at four, so we're very different in the divisions. Uh, the Eagles at five, New Orleans at six, I do have them in the playoffs, and Seattle at seven. I, I think, from what I remember, after, I mean, the Bears weren't too far off, but I, I don't have them in the playoffs, sorry guys, and the Giants either. So we differ quite a bit in this one, and you do have the Saints coming out, going to the Super Bowl? I do. Yeah, I guess I. You got to bet that because it's not going to happen. You might as well get the plus money. Oh man, no! It's I think it's definitely going to happen. I I think that like I said, they have you know one of the biggest home home field advantages. Well, I mean, you Um, you can get for to win the NFC is plus twenty or plus plus thirteen thirteen hundred. That's solid. So I I think I like I said I think there if there's a team. I, I try not to pick the Chiefs. Obviously, everybody wants to pick the Chiefs. Like the logical thing is probably to pick the Chiefs, but. At some point, they can't win them all. And then, and to I guess I was thinking about this the other day as well. When they talk about comparing Mahomes and Brady, the Mahomes division is just so much more difficult. Like it's mm-hmm. it's such a treacherous every year. Yeah. And you see him last year; he gets hurt. Yep. Obviously, they still win, but mm-hmm. um, you know it's just it's so much easier. I feel like for that to happen, if anything. So yeah, I, I've got at the moment San Francisco. I always want to pick Dallas over them. I won it bad, but. I do have San Francisco going to the Super Bowl and losing again, yet again. Yet again. Um, and so we'll see. That's actually a you know, way, way throwback, you know, revenge game from the Joe Montana days. But we'll see. I, you know, I want Dallas to win. I, mean, I don't really root for Jerry Jones. I just like the talent on that team and like Michael Parsons and stuff. But it's hard to see them winning in the big game, especially with Dak. I don't know if he's the guy. I mean, I don't think. I don't think Trey Lance is the guy either. But. Oh, Mike McCarthy taking over play calling. Is, oh, I feel like they're going to take a step backwards He's as terrible. well. Um, He's the reason why they won a Super Bowl, really. So. Yeah. Well, you have the uh, – it's kind of ironic, too, because the Bengals, I think last time they were in the Super Bowl, they lost to the 49ers, and that was mm-hmm. the last chance they've had since then, mm-hmm. obviously since the Rams. But the revenge, like you said, the revenge tour, that'd be, that'd be <laughs> something. You've gone over a couple of these picks, but I wanted to – you said Dan Campbell for Coach of the Year, Herbert for MVP – TJ Watford, defensive player of the year. You think Garrett Wilson's going to be offensive player of the year? Right? Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is on his yeah scorched earth tour, and yep. I think he he's made a lot of comparisons to Devontae Adams, you know, with Garrett mm-hmm. Wilson, and everybody's talking about the, obviously the throw he made in that last preseason game. So, I I mean for the year he had with incompetent quarterback play to say the least, oh, yeah. I mean, putting what? in all pro, yeah, right, Zach putting Wilson? in putting in all pro back there, which I think in a couple of years I think that's that's your that's going to be your story is you know comeback player of the year might be Zach Wilson, so maybe like super oh, ultra future, like, yeah. yeah, like twenty twenty six alternate maybe. reality, bizarro yeah. reality, okay, sure. 
Okay, well, let's just go over uh, next episode. Next week, we're going to tape on Thursday. I'll be in Vegas live from there. Uh, we'll, we'll connect on Skype or whatever way to get the podcast out. That's the seventh. We'll do the first week episode, you know, talking about the game, spreads, total stuff like that, and the Survivor. Um, and then this weekend, dude, AVP, you going to be out there with us or what? Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll probably be out there Saturday. Okay. I know Callie's been talking about it for like two weeks. So she's, <laughs> I, I've never watched an AVP. Okay. I don't know. It's going to be like 95 degrees. For so. those that don't know, it, you know, that's the pro volleyball tour. They're here in Chicago at Oak Street Beach. It's the best. You can go for free and sit between. You know, nobody's watching. No cops are listening. You can sit between the outer courts and just drink your face off and watch great volleyball. Yeah. You know, it's awesome. It is. Uh, in social media, I encourage a lot of people to follow them, like on Instagram. AVP's mm-hmm. account's really cool. And, yeah. uh, I'm not much of a volleyball connoisseur. You know, I've mm-hmm. kind of grown to like the game and love the game, if anything. But uh, I enjoy the community more than, than oh, that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we have that. And then uh, Monday, we have the uh, yeah. our own little pirate flag. I'm excited you're, for you're, that. You're doing the pirate flag. I am not going to uh, be at the pirate flag. I will be at the Labor Day doubles, but I will come up to pirate flag. And check you guys out. I'll be making You're burgers. Oh no, I'm making burgers. Why are you playing? Because Caesar's playing. I want. You know, no. I, I like. You know. You can't get somebody else to cook the burgers. Nah. Don't you want to play in a tournament this year? Yeah, I played in one earlier this year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I got my I got my fix. I like to help with the operation side. I feel like that's where he's I'm great most. at taking photos of me in action, <laughs> especially when I have a tie on. Oh man, <laughs> if we had if we had a logo, you'd be the jump man for our sport for sure. And then. Um, yeah, so obviously we got the big tournaments. There's also the little plug for the swerve. He's doing the the pros clinics as well on Monday yes. uh, at the same beach at Hollywood Beach. So we're playing at Foster. You guys are at Hollywood. And then I don't know if you saw today, Miles Partain was you know number one seed for the many. He was at Foster Beach. He was yeah. at the local yeah. beach. Yeah. So. so Brandy, uh, if you're listening, I know you are. I, I heard you were progression yesterday. I'm very proud of you. But come by. You're welcome on the podcast anytime. Anytime. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be awesome. Give us uh, some tips and uh, even oh, shout out to Wingfest this week too. Okay. Know, this weekend, I don't know if you're you're checking that out, but uh, there's like nineteen thousand people interested in it. Oh my goodness! And it's gonna be in basically a, a box or a hole in the wall, essentially. So that's awesome. I would, you know, it's right here on football season. Who so. doesn't love chicken wings? All right, we'll follow us at Side Action Pod on Twitter, Side Action Podcast. My mistake earlier on Instagram. Follow me at Wexpool on Twitter and on Instagram. Oh, and you can check me out on on Twitter and Instagram at Dalton Cooper and at Mister Grumpy Gills. All right, guys. Well, good job. Well, well done on the first episode. <laughs> Hopefully the technology worked. We don't have to do it again, but uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. That's a wrap for this episode of the Side Action Podcast. We appreciate all of your listens, and thank you for joining us. We'll see you all again next week on Thursday for some more hot picks and side action. Side Action Podcast, its owners and associates take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the show hosts or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this podcast, and opinions between talk show hosts may conflict. Individuals following the advice given on the podcast accept their own risk of losses from wagers made, as the Side Action Podcast, its owners, hosts, associates, or guests will not guarantee any advice given. The opinions and advice given on the Side Action Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
intro and outro and transition music credits song titles jerry five and district four by kevin mcleod at incompetech.org licensed under creative commons attribution 3.0 creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by 3.0